Welcome back to another episode of the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I am your host, Reagan Rose. I'm excited about this week's episode because we're going to be talking about kind of a fun idea. We're going to be talking about should I burn my iPhone? And of course, the title is a little bit tongue in cheek. The real thing we're going to be talking about is technology and specifically our smartphones. Are these more of a hindrance to our productivity or can they actually help us? And that's what I want to explore that topic a little bit. How can you make this thing actually be a benefit to your productivity instead of something that hinders it? And so this is actually going to be a two-week uh, series. We're going to have a part two next week that's going to explore practical things you can do to make your phone more useful to you, more of a productivity benefit than a burden. But in this episode, I mainly just want to talk about what should we do when it comes to our phones? Should we look at some of the problems that they present to us and just think maybe I should just abandon this thing altogether? Or can we maybe strike more of a middle ground on this? Earlier this week, I heard a question, and I'll pose it to you, just something to sort of start us off to think about. If you could go back in time and make it so that the internet was never invented, would you do it? I mean, I first heard that, I thought, that's a really dumb question. I am uh, made fun of every year by my family because when I was in high school and we were having Thanksgiving dinner and we weren't on the table and everyone was supposed to say what they're thankful for, I said, I'm thankful for books and the internet. And my sister, Natalie, has never let me live that down to this day <laughs> because, yeah, it's a, kind of a lame thing to say, but I am thankful for books and the internet. I'm thankful for the internet. I'm thankful for all the connections we can have. I'm thankful for all the learnings that we can do out there. I'm thankful for the fact that we can use the internet to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ, to teach people. I mean, look, I'm using the internet right now to teach people about personal productivity from a Christian worldview. I wouldn't be able to do that without the internet. But you have to admit, there are some downsides. We could talk about internet pornography is a very obvious downside of the internet. We could talk about how divided our world is, especially in modern times. A large part of that wouldn't happen, at least to the degree it has, if it weren't for social media and the internet. And even look with the divisiveness within the church, even within my own tradition, there's just so much more butting of heads. It's always been that way, but there's so much more butting of heads and splitting of hairs over issues because the internet can sort of magnify our disagreements. It can magnify and polarize us along more and more disparate party lines. So what do we do with it? Should we burn our iPhones? Should we just abandon this whole enterprise and give it up as a fool's errand? And that's really what I talk about now. If I could go back and I could say the internet will never be invented, would I do it? I honestly, my answer to that question, I'm sort of on the fence. I don't know if the internet has been a net benefit to society or to the church. Like there are benefits, don't get me wrong, but do the benefits outweigh the downside, the temptation to sin, the temptation to waste time, which is a huge thing we talk about when we talk about personal productivity. And practically, what does that look like if we were to say, hey, it'd be great if we weren't so distracted by the internet, 
couldn't we as individuals make decision to not be so connected, uh, to give up our phones and be done with them and say, I'm, I'm just not going to be distracted all the time. I'm not going to give in to all of that. And so that's what we're going to talk about. I, if, if you've been listening for a while, you know that a while back I gave up my iPhone for a while and I did experiment. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, some of the things I learned from it and a lot of other stuff. So let's, let's just dig into it and um, we'll take these things one at a time. So I want to talk first about our distracted dystopia, our distracted dystopia. You know, we do live in insanely distracted times. We have to be honest about that. There is more opportunity to waste time, to go down a rabbit hole on your phone, to watch TikToks or Instagram reels or Twitter or whatever it is, and kind of just fritter away our hours on our devices. Like that's easier now than it has been ever before. And it gets better. I should say it gets easier every year as the technology gets better and better every year. And so there's been this slow descent into distraction. And I noticed this in my own life, you know, a few years back, I remember looking around at my life and just thinking, am I getting worse? Am I getting worse over time? And I was thinking in terms of my sanctification and just like my personal growth in general. Because I looked back and I was like, you know, 10 years ago, I read more books. I was in the word more consistently. I prayed more and for longer. I, I did more things that were useful and beneficial to my health, to my mind, to my spirit. And then all of a sudden, I wasn't doing those things as much anymore. And so I, it was a little alarming. It's like, why am I going in reverse, it feels like. <laughs> and... On top of that, I remember thinking, I am more distracted than I ever have been before. I am more frazzled. I'm more mentally split than ever. And you could attribute to a lot of things. Is it because I'm getting older? Yeah, I'm getting older. Is it because I have more responsibilities, more distractions, you know, with having a family and, you know, job responsibilities? Sure. All those things are true. All those things are true. 100%. But I really do think that the biggest culprit for my decrease in productivity and even sanctification, and I'm not trying to pin this on, on, on this. I'm going to talk, I'm going to say that it's my phone. The biggest culprit is my phone. And I'm not trying to blame my phone, but I'm trying to say that this has been the instrument of my distraction. This has been the instrument that has made me sort of go in reverse in a lot of areas that I do want to be growing in. And when I talk to other people about this, they have the same experience. They're like, I hate my phone. It's like a love hate relationship. Like this thing is awesome. But at the same time, massive distraction. I've, I've done lots of articles on this, lots of videos before on this. And we'll talk about a couple of those in a minute. But I really do think that one of the, the big questions of our era is trying to figure out how to tame our phones and, and, and have a more uh, beneficial relationship with them so that they aren't a constant source of distraction. Because phone addiction is a massive thing. Um, I'm not just like, I'm sharing my own experience here, but I'm not alone here. And I'm sure you've experienced this too. Uh, phone addiction is an increasing um, problem. And people are talking about this, not just within the church. Um, here's just a few consequences that I looked up as I was looking at the research on it. 
uh, consequence of phone addiction, compromised attention span. Yeah, for sure. Increased anxiety, reduced productivity, disrupted sleep patterns, lack of interpersonal connection, decreased creativity. You know, you're only, only consuming, not creating. Difficulty in completing tasks. And I look at this list and I think, man, if I am a Christian who is concerned about personal productivity, my phone is like the worst thing for me. And that's, that's, you know, I put the statement up here, being addicted to your smartphone is the most unproductive thing you can do. Like it is, is a single factor in your life. Probably your phone is, is perhaps the biggest factor, at least it has been for me in making you less productive in accomplishing less in spending less time in prayer, in the word, all of these different things. And I should note, this is just an aside it, in redeeming productivity we talk about personal growth and spiritual sanctification as connected. What I mean is they're not the same thing. So sanctification is your spiritual growth and personal growth would be things like um, your physical health, um, increasing your mental acuity, your, um, your personal productivity, becoming a more efficient person. But in my experience, those two things are really, really tied closely together. So often I speak of those in the same breath, even though they are distinct things. Um, let me just put some skin on it. What I mean is when you are consistent in doing things that tend towards your personal growth. So if, if you're running weekly, for example, to getting exercise, you will also start to become more consistent in those things, which lead towards your spiritual growth, reading God's word, prayer, fellowship with the saints, those kinds of things that there, God has made us very, very integrated. And so those two things are really closely tied together. So that's just an aside, but your personal development and your, your spiritual development really uh, tend to follow similar lines. And so it, when you improve one, the other ones tend to approve alongside it. So if, if, you know, being addicted to your smartphone is the most unproductive thing you can do, then there's this question of, should I get rid of it? Should I just completely ditch my phone? If, if, if it's leading to all these issues, you know, like I said, if it's leading to these, these things like, um, lack of interpersonal connectedness, decreased creativity, reduced productivity, like all this stuff, then why wouldn't I just get rid of it? Why wouldn't I just be like, this is a lost cause. There's no point in this. Um, I'm just causing myself problems. And, you know, when we talk about phone usage and really we're talking about phone addiction, we got to think about what the scriptures teach us about addiction. And, and one of the things the apostle Paul says is that all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Some versions say I will not be mastered by anything. I don't want my phone to rule over me. I don't want to be enslaved to my phone. And that really is how we should be talking about addiction. The, the biblical language around the concept of addiction is the language of slavery, being mastered by something, um, being shackled to it. And so often the hardest cages to escape are the ones that we've chosen for ourselves, like our phones. And what Paul is saying in this verse is that, look, you, 
there are things that are not sinful. There are things that are not bad. There are things that you can do in your Christian freedom that are fine. And I think in our context, one of those would be using our cell phones, enjoying these wonderful blessings that God's given us. But not all things are beneficial. They're not all helpful for me. Your phone might not be helpful for you. And it may be dominating you, meaning it may be enslaving you because these things, that, again, they're not bad, but they are designed by the attention merchants, you know, of this world who, who use our attention as a commodity to have us spend more and more time on them. And so, yeah, they're going to be a distraction. And so in the face of that, the thing I just keep asking myself is, why do we put up with it? Like, why do you put up with your phone being a constant source of distraction? Is it actually making your life better? And these are big questions. We're, we're going to get deeper into this. Um, but these are big questions. And I, I feel like a lot of times we just go along with the flow of things and we think, well, it's, I enjoy it. You know, it's fine. It's not, if it's not bad, then it must be fine. And what Paul's saying in this verse is things that aren't bad may be bad for you. <laughs> things that are not sinful may become the occasion for you sinning because you allow them to take control of you or some aspect of your life, or you allow them in, in the case of, of our phones to often be the occasion of us being poor stewards of the life of the time God has given us. There's a great quote from Corey Ten Boom. If you don't know who she is, she was famous because she hid a lot of Jews during um, Nazi uh, Germany. She hid them from the Nazis. And she has this great quote, if the devil cannot make us bad, he will make us busy. If the devil cannot make us bad, he will make us busy. Her, her point there is that it's it's not necessarily that you're going to fall into some huge grave sin. It's, it's equally as bad from a stewardship perspective, from a life stewardship perspective. It's equally as bad if you simply are too busy to do the thing that the Lord has called you to. And that would really be a shame, wouldn't it? If we became so busy on our phones, or even if it's not our phones, even for other things, that we didn't do the stuff that God has specifically called us to. And so I want to talk about the pros and cons and the possibility, open your mind to the possibility that it might be worth it to completely ditch your smartphone. Hey, just wanted to say, hope you're enjoying this episode so far. If you are, one thing you could do that would be really, really helpful is to take a moment to go and review the show, especially on Apple Podcasts. Reviews help people discover the show. It helps me feel really, really good. And if you like it, then yeah, go over there, give it a five-star review. Tell, tell us why you like it, and we'd really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Part two, let's burn our phones and go off grid. So I'm probably uh, not the right person to be talking about this. I'm, I tend to be a little bit black and white, a little bit all or nothing. <laughs> I tend to be okay with um, extreme solutions to problems. And one thing I'm often tempted to do in the face of something that's an issue, like using my phone too much, is to say then, let's forget the phone and just, you know, yeet it into oblivion. And then we don't have that problem anymore. And I actually did that for a while. I'll get to that in a little bit here. But 
um, is this a good idea? Can we just get rid of our phones completely? I don't mean you have to actually go off grid, but you know, what if you switch to a dumb phone? What if you just completely were done with it? And there was this great article this uh, last, maybe it was three weeks ago now. It was the end of 2022 in December. They published this in the New York Times. It was called Luddite Teens Don't Want Your Likes. When the only thing better than a flip phone is no phone at all. And it was kind of this vignette on a group of high school students from New York. I believe they were in Brooklyn. And they had formed what they called a Luddite club. Now, if you don't know what a Luddite is, it's a term that came from the industrial era. There was this folk hero, he probably didn't exist, named Ned Ludd. And he went and destroyed industrial um, industrial equipment because it was taking people's jobs away. And so he went and destroyed it. And now we use the term Luddite to refer to somebody who is sort of anti-technology. And so when they talk about these Luddite teens, they're talking about these students who formed this club, which they, you know, self-consciously called the Luddite Club. And the point of this was that they were taking a deliberate look at their lives, how plugged in they were as teenagers, constantly having to be online, And they just said, no, I don't want that for my life. And they walked away from it. It started out real simply. They were just going to the park and they were reading books there and just having conversations, exploring the city without their phones. And then a lot of them switched over to using dumb phones. Um, If you're watching the video version of this, like in the photo here, and some of them using no phone whatsoever. (laughs) And this led to problems with their parents were like, oh, I don't know where you are. And other kids were like, oh, you think you're better than us because you're not using a phone. And it was, it's a very interesting article. It's a fun read. You should look it up sometime. It's, it's worth reading. Um, one quote from it came from one of the students who said, when I got my flip phone, things instantly changed. A Luddite club member said, I started using my brain. That's interesting, isn't it? Because that is, it's sort of the antidote to it. If you've ever felt like the way I described at the beginning, the way I felt often is that my brain's just like broken when I'm using my phone too much. It's just tension so fragmented. I'm flipping from thing to thing to thing, always multitasking, always looking for a quick dopamine hit. And this person says, I started using my brain again when I stopped using a smartphone. And so you think, is this a good idea? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe we should try it. And, you know, I think a lot of times we tend to look at technology as this sort of inevitable slide towards it dominating all aspects of our lives. And I suppose history, um, if it tells us anything, that that sort of is the thing. I'm online more than I've ever have been in my life. And every year, I think that incrementally goes up. Um, If you look at your screen time reports (laughs) over the past several years, they probably tend to go up unless you take deliberate action to bring that number back down. And it sort of seems, well, it's inevitable. And then the younger generation, they're always going to do more and more technology and always jump into it. And there's never going to be a pullback where people say, hey, maybe this is too much. Uh, that was one of the things I liked about this article. It was kind of encouraging. It's like, hey, there's these kids, at least a couple of them in, in New York, who are thinking, hey, maybe maybe this is too much. Maybe this is too much. And now these kids that didn't talk at all about whether any of them are, are Christians or anything like that are thinking about it in those terms. But I think it should be a check for us as believers to think, man, if a group of high school students are like, hey, this doesn't seem good for my life, I'm going to make some changes, 
why wouldn't we, who serve the King of Kings and who uh, whose productivity matters more um, because on an eternal timeline, because we're serving God with our time, why wouldn't we at least open up the option of maybe these phones aren't being helpful for us? And some people are actually kind of optimistic about the future of kids pulling back from using technology. Uh, Cal Newport, you may know him from the book Deep Work, which we've talked about on here before, or from um, his book Digital Minimalism. He's sort of self-described Luddite. And this is what he said about young people in technology. He's optimistic. He said, quote, we are approaching a moment in which not using these apps will seem as the authentic countercultural move. We don't need to convince teenagers to stop using their phones. We just need them to discover on their own just how uncool these online media conglomerates with their creepy geek overlords really are. Now, he really took a shot at Mark Zuckerberg there at the end, but uh, his point stands, I think. You know, the people are going to figure out at some point, I don't like this. And I think you see it a lot in younger generations because Gen Z and then whoever the new ones are, Alpha, I don't know what they're called. They look at their parents, us, and at least me, I don't know how old you are, but, and they're like, they use their phones too much. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a part of that. I, I don't like it. And I'm just kind of, it's going to end with me. Right. And I think that's an interesting idea. I probably not as optimistic as Newport is, but you know, that, that would be cool. I hope that that is the case. But one thing that's interesting, um, this actually, this Newport article, he was commenting on the New York times piece that I was talking about. And so let me go back to that piece for just a second, because I want to share one more quote from there, um, because these students seem in the article to to believe that their ability to not use a smartphone was a temporary thing in life. Like they they seem to think that it was almost inevitable that the world was going to force them to go use smartphones again, which I thought was an interesting um, aside. One of the students, the main one in the article, Logan, she said, if now is the only time I get to do this in my life, then I'm going to make it count. But I really hope it won't end. So he, she was a senior in high school and she was talking about college and career and beyond. And she was saying, if, if I can be disconnected, if I can use a dumb phone and this is the only time in my life, I'm going to make the most of it. And it's like she's admitting that the world is not going to let her do this. And I, I, I thought that this really uh, brings up an interesting point because a lot of times we tell ourselves almost like the, you know, the person who's addicted to cigarettes and they're like, I can quit anytime I want. We tell ourselves, I can quit anytime I want on my phone. I could just get rid of it. We you know we, we went for years and didn't have smartphones before. So uh, why do we have to use them now? Let's just unplug. But can I tell you from experience, it's not that easy. The world has changed. The demands on how connected you need to be to function within society have changed. And as I said, I learned this from experience. And that's why next we're going to talk about my dumb phone experience in part three. Before we jump into that, I just wanted to ask you if you might be interested in getting my free morning routine planner, if you like this 
podcast and you are a Christian who is interested in being more productive, one of the best places you can start is with your morning routine. That's why I've created this free morning routine planner. It's a PDF. You can download it from my website at redeemingproductivity.com slash morning. It'll help you carve out a morning routine that will be focused on spending time with the Lord, on planning the day ahead, even on getting exercise. And it's even got little planning sheets you can print out each day to keep that on track. It's my gift to you, totally free. That also signs you up for my email list, which you'll receive an email once a week about personal productivity from a Christian worldview, some resources that I think will be helpful on your journey to becoming a more productive Christian. So check it out. It's redeemingproductivity.com slash morning. That is yours for free. Okay, back into this. Let's talk about my dumb phone experience because I have had a dumb phone experience and it was profound. (laughs) So if you've been a listener to this podcast or you followed my YouTube channel, I suppose, is um, where you would have seen this, you know that I did an experiment about a year ago in which I used a dumb phone for a month. And it, uh, it looked a little bit like this. So last month, I switched away from using my iPhone and decided to try this weird little dumb phone. And while there's a lot I love about this phone, it also kind of sort of almost ruined my life. So let me tell you about that. Okay, I might have been exaggerating about it ruining my life, but (laughs) I did do this. And when I set about to do this dumb phone experiment, I didn't actually set about it as an experiment. I thought it was going to be permanent. I thought I was, I was so fed up with my phone and the distractions it was causing me and, and just this whole backwards movement in my self-development that I thought I was experiencing because of my phone that I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And I got this, this silly little phone called the light phone, which is, is fun. That video, if you want to look it up, um, if you just look up on my YouTube channel, you'll find it about a year ago. Just look up light phone too. Um, that's sort of, a, it's sort of a review and, um, a recounting of my experience going dumb phone. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Um, I, there was massive benefits of it. I like, I really felt that it was a worthwhile experience for me. I grew a lot through being disconnected from my phone for a little while, but it led to massive problems massive problems. Some of them were due to the phone itself. It's kind of, man, if you're going to go dumb phone, don't get that one. Honestly, it's, it's cool in concept, but they just didn't, I don't, I don't recommend it. But some of the things we don't think about is, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, we don't think about the fact that when you don't have a smartphone, there are things nowadays that you require it for that you didn't used to. Let me just give you some examples. GPS while driving a car. It's hard not to have that. Some dumb phones have it, but it's just, it's not very good, to be honest with you. Um, another one, Uber. How are you going to call an Uber on your dumb phone? Um, one I kept running into when I was using mine, it was during, there was still a lot of COVID stuff. And so the restaurants weren't giving you menus. And so they would give me a QR code. And I was like, I cannot use a QR code. I, maybe, I, maybe I need to learn to read, you know, the, the ones and zeros of the QR code, and then I can type it into my phone as I translate it. Maybe that's what I was expected to do. 
Um, even just going to pick up like a, a grocery order. You know, we do grocery orders at, at Kroger or Target. Even to go do that, you got to show them a thing on your phone. I can't do that. So that all these things I kept running into. Um, I'd order stuff from somewhere and I had to go pick up uh, lumber at like a, a Home Depot or Menards type place. And I show them an email and I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to get in my email and it was too small on the phone to even be able to see it. Like it just, you don't realize it until you try to live life without a dumb phone, but the world has remolded itself around requiring you to use a smartphone. And the question is, can we go back? Or is it worth it to go back? And in my case, I it was so frustrating, so hard. And you say all those are minor inconveniences. But you take 12 minor inconveniences that you're facing every week, that's a major inconvenience, okay? And so I think it's very difficult. It's not impossible, and, and you may elect to do it. It is very difficult to go back to simply using a dumb phone. It's hard. You're giving up a lot of stuff. And on balance, you're going to have to weigh for yourself. Is it worth it Because to completely remove the potential distractions of my smartphone by using a dumb phone? Or do I just need to bite the bullet and try to figure out how to use my smartphone in a wise way? And that is the question I really want to tackle in the sequel to this. We're going to be doing a part two. But I want to talk about the role of wisdom in the Christian life, and especially as how we approach technology. It is very easy, like I said, to be sort of this um, black and white person. I'm, I'm a very black and white person. I, do, I like to do extreme things. If something's a problem, I want to get rid of it permanently, right? But that really, in the, in the Christian life, wisdom is, is looking at something like your iPhone and saying, this thing's a double-edged sword. On the one hand, it can make me incredibly productive. I love my productivity apps. I love Notion. I love things. I love saving reminders on my phone. I love to be, that I can have the notes app to quickly jot something down. That helps me. It magnifies my ability to be productive in the things the Lord has called me to. That's good. But there are these parts that are distracting. There are these parts that are difficult. There's the social media. There's the always being connected. There's the temptations to sin. And so wisdom is looking at this thing and saying, this device is a tool. This device is a tool. And maybe there's a way I can approach it where I can leverage the upsides and minimize the downsides. And that I really do believe is the role of biblical wisdom. And so in part two of this, I'm going to give you six tips, six suggestions, six, six steps you can try to sort of turn your smartphone into something that serves you instead of something that you serve by giving it all of your attention. And I think in so doing, you will be helped. You'll be able to be more productive while still leveraging your phone and avoiding at least the worst of its productivity downsides. Because the aim in all of this is that we would bring more glory to God with our lives. That's what we're trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. And I hope you are too. 
So we'll talk more about that next week. I hope you'll tune in. If you are not already subscribed to the show, I would ask you to subscribe if you want to see more. We're also on YouTube if you're listening to this. And if you're on YouTube, we're also on all the podcast platforms if you prefer to listen while you drive instead of watching the show. Um, I'll remind you one more time that we do have that productivity planner. Love for you guys to get that. And more importantly, Getting on my email newsletter list is a huge resource. Um, there's so much stuff I send out every week in that. I really think it might quickly become your favorite email you get each week. Well, that is all I have for you this week. Thanks for watching, and I hope to see you again here next week. But until I do, remember this, that in whatever you do, do it well and do it all for the glory of God. <laughs>